Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment program. Where learning never got you hot like this. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Ed. And this is Phoebe. At Swinger University today, we have two guest speakers for class today, Gino and Ginger. Gino has been swinging through this lifestyle adventure for about 40 years, and as you can imagine, he's seen a lot and fucked a lot. Swinging in Northern California region has changed quite a bit in 40 years, and Gino will be our expert on that topic today. Ginger has been swinging for 10 years, and in comparison is relatively new to the scene. They both have their likes and dislikes but are a good fit as a couple in this crazy, amazing journey. They are solid partnership and definitely on the same page, but navigating singles and couples dynamics is a talent within itself. Please welcome our special guests, Gino and Ginger. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yay. All right, Gino, how did you get started? In the lifestyle. I think it really came along because I just couldn't stop thinking about, well, you know, women. Mm, Sex. I know what you mean. And back then, (laughs) since you said 40 years. Sorry. Back then, you know, there was only one place to see the extra or know the extra, and that was under Dad's mattress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So everything was kind of fly by the seat of your pants during that time. I mean, the only thing that we knew was the postal mail. And um, we didn't have digital cameras. You kind of had to take 
Polaroids <laughs> if you wanted to get to see who you wanted to meet. Right, because developing film at that time was photomat and things like that, and they saw your pictures. Well, don't think I didn't think about maybe I turned in the wrong pictures now and then, and I did a couple <laughs> times think maybe I would start developing on my own. Wait a minute. Your own dark room. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is all kind of a dark room. Right. <laughs> How about you, Ginger? How'd you get started? I didn't even know this was a thing till I met Gino. Whoops. And I knew he had a nasty side even before we really had a relationship. And I thought, mm, this guy's going to teach me a lot. And sure enough, <laughs> he's taught me a lot and shown me a lot. And it's been very interesting, to say the least. <laughs> well, I think not only interesting, but gathering um, more about ourselves oh, yeah. by being able to be honest about our feelings and feelings we didn't even know we had. Mm -hmm. Right. And discovering things about yourself that you didn't know. Journeys are, aren't always fun by yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. when you've got somebody that wants to go with you, either whether it out would be out in the uh, forest or out there in the land of Lala, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's fun to have someone that, that trusts you yeah. and um, that believes that they have enough trust in themselves to go out amongst other people like you. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we love about this lifestyle is that we enjoy doing things together anyway, and then this was no different. It's an activity we do together that's very enriching for our relationship, and we have so much fun doing it together. Long time ago, I came up with, for myself, it's just sports sex. Yeah. So um, it's not a team thing until you right, meet the right person. Um, you can either be the, you know, well, that didn't even sound right, pitcher or the catcher. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to have a teammate in this only energizes your own thoughts and all the new things you learn because in your life you're really not allowed to be able to do this. And when you have somebody behind closed doors that you can share it with, it's a whole new universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So where did you start doing, or when did you, where did you start swinging? Was it mostly in California, in this region? Um, I've spent most of my life in California, first half or first third in Southern California. Oh, okay. And to be honest with you, my first adventure into swinging was at my uh, freshman year of high school. Um, I had my best friend who was, um, best friends with my girlfriend's girlfriend. We ended up at their house one day and somehow we switched partners. I don't, I can't even remember how it was. It was mostly kissing and first and second base stuff, but that pretty much brought it up, you know, got a good start. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. We've heard this a lot. That would be more than 40 years ago, dear. Well, <laughs> now you're going to tell on me even more. Oh, the dirty secrets are all coming out. But that was the first foray into yeah, yeah. it. Um, later on, it became more challenging, more of a sport 
Yes. Yeah. So you're doing it more as a single, a single male. Mm hmm. It's really hard as a single male to become a couple mm -hmm. and introduce this. Yeah. I have had the experience in two occasions since I've been in a, another relationship on a long term basis. And it, it doesn't come out the same way with this with women in general. Mm -hmm. You have to have a trust that what you're telling them doesn't send them out the door. <laughs> First of all, right. and second of all, the trust um, that you learn to come up with to talk about anything, not just sex, yeah. but anything. Once you gain that trust, this makes it a little easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I find that to be true, too. It's all in the mind. The sexiness is in the mind. Well, they say that's the most um, powerful sexual organ you have is your mind. Yeah. Absolutely. I can agree with that. All right. So, play style. How is, how, how is your two play style right now? Well, when we first started doing this, he was like, I'd like to watch you with another man. And I said, wow, that's really kind of different. <laughs> so, I said, okay, well, let's start a little slower and try the um, sex clubs He's definitely voyeuristic. I think I am kind of voyeuristic, too. So I wanted to kind of watch, watch how this goes on. So we went mm -hmm. to a couple sex clubs, and that was really good. Mm -hmm. In fact, the first one we went to, it was pretty quiet, and everybody was standing around. And here I was the novice, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Well, isn't anybody going to take their clothes off? Come right. on, let's. <laughs> let's get this party started. You know. And then I knew I was in. <laughs> <laughs> so then we just kind of went from there, doing different things. But it's mostly as it is hard to find another couple that you. It's hard for us to find another couple that you gel with. So we usually do a single third person. Either we've tried we've tried everything. We've done couples, we've done singles, we've done um to you know together. Um I think everybody just finds their way what works best for them mm -hmm. and why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And as you as you age through this lifestyle, things change anyway, just like right. everything else. Right. And it's interesting if we do meet a couple and we have an encounter with them, we usually become friends and then never have sex again. Because <laughs> Which is we, really weird. Yeah, because we like them and right. we want to have a different type of relationship with them, I guess. I don't know. Nah, we enjoy I think it's just because you're more into stranger danger. I think that's well, <laughs> But we enjoy their company because we're like-minded. Right. Right. But we don't necessarily have to have sex all the time. We go do other things. Right. But so. we may have sex with them with other people. We've been in a couple of situations like that at parties. Yeah. Where, you know, we've invited them along with really no thought of having a sexual uh, foyer with them. Mm -hmm. And then end up with the other people. And we've got a whole room <laughs> full of people that is just going nuts. Right. So, yeah. and then then nobody's really looking at who's aware. <laughs> <Just Right. laughs> 
That I get. <laughs> yep, we're right there with you. Yeah. I know, we haven't... We're just now embarking on those nice long-term friendships. You two are are one of those friendships. And we've got another couple that are... Fr- There's probably two other couples. But that's taken a good six years to cultivate. And that's just a product of being somewhere at the right time on a consistent basis, Mm -hmm. finding those people that are in it for longer than 18 months and finding those people that you gel with and connect with where you're, it's, it's that nurturing long-term, it takes a while. Trust between the couples and no drama. Right. You know, we've seen, we've been with some couples where the woman will get mad at the man for doing something with me. And I'm like, well, isn't that what we're here for? Why are you getting mad? It's not a pretty picture sometimes. You, you know, Phoebe, that you had touched on something a second ago. But the lifestyle is no different than regular life itself. Mm-hmm. Just another realm. Mm-hmm. So I don't just have a friendship with everybody on the outside in my regular life either. Right. They have to be a part of my life that interests me and that we gel and can do things together in that realm. It's the same in lifestyle. It, it, it's, I think we're chameleons. Mm-hmm. We kind of blend in to what part of our life we're living at the moment, but we don't want to let people in that are going to disturb our um, niceness and fun. Right. It, we, we avoid that in all of, realms of our life so it's really no true. different true yeah, yeah. it's you, I, I think the, your, your point is valid it's that saying you, you have a friends for a time a reason and a season friends come they go they may be a primary focus in your life for three or four months and then they kind of float away and then you come back together and it's kind of like a hobby, you know, you focus on that hobby real intense and then maybe it wanes and you pick something else up, you know, they, people ebb and flow and it also depends on what's going on in their relationship and what their life dictates. Maybe they've got children and they're heavily focused on whatever's going on in their life and they don't have a whole lot of time to spend with you. So it is really this cyclical type of relationship right so it takes time to cultivate so i'm i'm i get that but getting into this relationship this this lifestyle was you know being that researcher mentality wanting to know everything and figure it out all at once it took a hell of a lot of patience because you can't figure it out all at once it takes time and that drove me bananas the greatest times in this lifestyle as well in my regular life are the friends that I've made that didn't require my attention all the time. They didn't have to worry about, you know, if we had a good time or when, you know, why haven't we talked to you? Look, this, this is really no different other than an expansion of your sexual identity. Mm -hmm. Um, We all have one. In our own minds, driving down the road, if you are honest with yourself, you know what you want. Mm -hmm. Ginger knows what she wants. But it's hard to expound on that with people 
even in a, a, a one-on-one relationship. Now sure. we're moving into another realm with adding people to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I look at this no different than my friendships, vanilla or within. The, I, I don't want people that hamper my life because I only it is one life. Just because it's two lifestyles doesn't mean it's not one right. life. Right. So they yeah. add it's additive to your life. Yep. So we are very very interested in your knowledge in the Northern California region of how things transformed over the years, the clubs, the parties, the the changes that occurred and maybe why they occurred. Well, without giving away a lot of things, (laughs) (laughs) things kind of evolved from handwritten notes back and forth through friend um, friend finders and, and things like that where like-minded people were hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, there came a time when social media at its very infancy, somebody had to exploit it. <laughs> yeah. So I was one of the first people to exploit it. And because of my availability for being able to segment, you know, put us in an area where we didn't have to worry about the world seeing in, we were able to put together a little club that really was the embryo for what goes on in Northern California now. And that was near 35 years ago. So I've seen it grow and I've seen it change. And I think the, um, People who took the ship here, if you want to put it that way, and and embarked on this had already had a lot of um, creativeness to get together with people. It doesn't take much creative today. Um, You get on the Internet. There's plenty of uh, places you can just go, hey, this is who we are and this is what we're looking for. So that was cultivated by a few people in my smaller group of maybe 10 people mm-hmm. of how that came about and how we could make people comfortable. Um, it really wasn't this big group for quite some time, maybe five years. Mm. Wow. It grew from maybe 10 people to a hundred over wow. five years. But think about that as once you have 10, that turned to a hundred and a hundred turns into a thousand. Yeah. So I've seen growth where clubs started out as a single group on the internet mm-hmm. that met at a pizza place somewhere in Mount Shasta. <laughs> and then other people branched off and started something else and it became these smaller clubs, but there was really no way to advertise it other than, um, the friends finders or on oh. the back of what do they call that? Uh, penny, penny saver. saver. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, friends wanted or whatever. So I've seen it grow, but I've also seen it decline. Mm. Um, as new people become involved and it became less of a taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people searched it out as a place to escape mm. their relationships or um, just society itself. Mm-hmm. This is a place to get free sex. It kind of destroyed things for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing some of that kind of mend and heal. 
But I guess 40, 40 years is a long time, I guess. So just watching the evolution has been quite... Um, it, it, it's basically how life has gone on the outside, too. There's changes all the time. Mm-hmm. We get older. We decide different things. Younger people come in with their ideas. Right. And, you know, you you don't guide people. People have to find their own way. You may not agree with it. It's harder to deal with. So you find these cliques of older people, younger people. Right. Um, and then there's the explorers that mingle in to find out what it's about. Um, but I think I came up the best way. Just. Do you think history is repeating itself in a little bit where you've got this group of people that are diving in and they're in it for 18 months and then they're out they're just kind of going in to s- for sexual exploration or they're the exploring aspect yes. of it and then it's not a lifestyle it's, it's a fad just, for them it's a fad, they yeah. want to try it see what it's like and usually it ends in drama mm-hmm. mm. they jump in too quick right it's... Or they really didn't want it. The one partner wanted it. The other one didn't. Okay, I'll go along with it. And then feelings get hurt or something happens and mm-hmm. it ends very dramatically. Right. I think you made a good point, Phoebe. I think it is a cyclical thing. I think people before the advent of social media had to interact with their partner more about mm-hmm. what was going on rather than, you know, this is going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of planned back then. And I think what I see today is a lot of people are using it as an escape from the reality of what they're not in their own relationship. Mm-hmm. Things are happening too fast. Too fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I kind of see that. So, Ginger, how did you get pulled into this? Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. Well, I was raised in a very strict Catholic family. Um, the best kind. Yes. Congratulations. So was yeah. I. Yeah. Um, where, you know, the mother sits down with you with a book oh. to tell you about sex. And I thought I was being punished. <laughs> so, so sex was very taboo in my family. So when I le- left my home, I decided, well, I'm going to experience everything I can think of to experience so in college i went a little wild just like, just me wild. and single you know men i was sleeping with everything That's awesome. <laughs> but as i look back on it i think i was looking for what everybody was talking about that sex was so good right, right. and it wasn't that good right. i never had an orgasm you know, all the guys just wanted me to do something to them. It was never about me. Right. 
So I kind of lived with that for a while going, you know, sex isn't that great. Is this it? Yeah. Yeah. Is this it? And so I kept exploring more and more, went through several relationships that weren't that great. And then when I met Gino, (laughs) here it comes. I just knew he was nasty. I mean, just kissing him, I swear to you, I had an orgasm just kissing him because he was sucking on my lip. And he said to me, I'm going to do this to your clit one day. And I went, I'm in. (laughs) Sign me up. Yeah. And, uh, but then again, I didn't really think swinging was a thing. I was very promiscuous. And slept with a lot of guys. And I think I had one threesome in my lifetime. Um, And again, we were 50 when we met. So this was through two marriages and, you know, whole lifetime. And uh, and it just kind of opened me up sexually. And then when he said... By the way... Yeah. (laughs) I'm like... Oh... I was like kind of shocked, but intrigued, and yeah, I want to try this. And would you th- would you say that I brought it up the right way, or was I? How did that conversation go? Well, okay. So another thing, you do have to trust each other. Now, I was in a relationship with a man for several months, and he came out to me that he was a transsexual. I don't know if that's the right term anymore, but he liked to wear women's clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I was very open. I'm a very open person, really. I accept everybody. And we kind of went through that thing where he wanted to dress for me and he brought out up the clothes. And so, it, and that relationship went bad, not just because of that, but he trusted me enough to tell me that. And it could have gone good. It could have gone bad. He trusted, Gino trusted me enough to discuss this with me. And he knew it could have gone bad, but it didn't because of the way you brought it up. It was very loving and tender and, and I trusted you. Well, look, we both, we both went through several relationships over our 50 years before we became an item. And I think the way that we unpacked our baggage in front of each other so that we could talk about it and then put it away and it wasn't necessary anymore was a really important thing. And I I think every couple, whether you've been in another relationship or whether your relationship was with yourself, you really have to be able to start on a foundation with someone in the open. Mm -hmm. If you're hiding something, it takes so long to unpack that bag, and it's something to trip over forever. So I think we did that well, and I think because of our experiences with other people, we talked, Ginger and I talked about these relationships with these other men also, and it's not like so I can be better than that or whatever else, but it's... It's a sharing of knowledge of each other. Yeah, it's a learning experience. You get to learn from all of that. If you haven't, you know, 50 years is a long time. Oh, yeah. And they lived life. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested, especially since I want to spend the rest of what my life 
is with her. So having to bottle something up would not be very fun, would it? No. So I I enjoyed our first couple years of conversation about her life, her family, people she had been with, her relationships, and I shared the same. We have actually have a relationship with my daughter's mother and her, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with Ginger and my daughter's mother, Mm -hmm. that's very common and just Mm -hmm. like friends. Yeah. And that's the way I like life. Yep. I don't want to have to look Not behind Not sexual me. relationship. Let's no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. Okay. No, I'm talking about a parental relationship yeah. so that yeah. we can continue to raise children. Yes. But um, I'm, I'm fortunate to have somebody that would actually open up to me and to share experiences on a real basis, not something that was held back. I think it took a little bit to get her there. Yeah, I had to trust because I did do a lot of crazy things just for the experience. And I had to trust that if I told him these things, that he'd be okay with it. And it actually turned him on, I think. (laughs) The nasty part of me, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The more I told him, the more he liked. Nice. Which is another thing to share. Absolutely. No, there weren't any secrets. Yeah. So. Believe me, it doesn't leave any topic unturned. (laughs) And he's shared a lot with me, too. He's had a interesting past that (laughs) he has to trust me that I'm not going to say, oh, that's it. That's the deal breaker, you know. Oh, you mean like seeing my videos that I didn't erase accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to explain, but things happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, Ed? (laughs) Ed's just kicking back going, wow. I've got a few of those videos too, but I I won't go into that. And a couple that I wish that I had, but didn't get. But uh, we all have those. I, I don't have any videos. Well, I can Seriously? help you out with that. <laughs> oh, he is a great photographer. Oh. <laughs> Listen to this. I have a fan club. <laughs> uh, we've oh we've done some cinematography in the last uh, few years, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Been fun. All right. So, in addition to some of the changes that have happened in terms of technology kind of opening up the lifestyle and letting people connect with each other what else have you seen that's changed um have have parties changed have swinger events changed hey there podcast listeners you've been tuning into our episodes But have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. Have things changed because of legal reasons in California? 
That's another question for yeah. sure. It's not as underground as it used to be. Um, you know, it's not the frat house and you do the secret knock and get in. Yeah. We just sign up and pay our 45 bucks for the, you know, the entry fee and we're in now. I mean, it's not like it used to be. Um, I think, I think it's taken part of the excitement away when it doesn't become just a ticket to Disneyland. Right. Um, it's, it's almost more commercial now, right? Yeah. Cause it's, it's very, accessible it's a business. And it's a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I'm hoping that that cyclical event will circle back around and get to where it's not a business and more uh, personal. Um, mm. That the relationships that you make are, um, whether they be sexual or friendship wise, become a lasting relationship or a learning experience. So sure. That's what we're here for, right? I like that commercial event venue so that you can meet a lot of people and make those connections face to face because it's easier and it saves a lot of time doing dinner dates and coffee dates and all that jazz because the whole online thing really sucks but I see where you're saying it's it's very commercial we usually use those meet and the the, the the events to meet a lot of people, make connections, pass out the hoe cards. And honestly, the best connections we've made are really in the hallways in the hotel before the event even happens. Walking down the hall, people got their doors propped open. They, they're having a party in their room. Hey, come on in. And then all of a sudden you've met, you know, right. three or four other couples. It's, it's those smaller group settings they come to the larger event but you connect with the smaller groups you find like-minded a lot quicker prior to the event yes especially like you said um we you know we all uh, attend events that we pretty much sell out hotels yeah so walking up and down the hallways, there's a lot of interaction, mm-hmm. not only through websites or, you know, just the notice if we're going to be there, but it's, it, it is a social event mm-hmm. that turns into a debauchery. Um, <laughs> and, and I think every time you go, you learn and, and, and meet new people. Yes. And it's not a rotation. It's it's a building of relationships that makes the party more fun to go to next time. Exactly. And that's what's happening at this party. Yeah, we've we've gotten we have groupies that we met that we are now bringing into the fold of the other people that we met at the other party who were our neighbors at the hotel who introduced us to two other couples. So now there's like six or eight couples that we're really good it's friends with. And it's quite the and event. I think they're all going to get along. And so voila, there you got a, there you go. There's your orgy. We had eight people. And it's a smaller group. And it's a smaller group. You can actually, cause you, you do need some chemistry. Yeah. It's not just everybody take your clothes off and fuck. No. You have to have something to say wow. to the people. It's usually... I think you do. No, no, I, I, I was just... Oh. The language just got me for a second. Yeah, <laughs> so if you're meeting in the hallway or whatever... Right. 
you know, I don't know. It's no, it's, it's hard to meet same. people in a Usually, big group. I understand what you're saying. Usually, what works best is that you know when you you meet one couple and they and they introduce you to their Another friends couple, and they introduce right. you to your think of like, hey, we think that you'd be a really good fit, or we know you'd be really fit in easy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're easy. You going. remind us you'd of be, these people. Come and, on over, mm-hmm. yeah. and they invite you over. If they don't feel that way, they're not going to invite you in. Right. Well, what makes it really cool is, especially what we go through, um, we have quite a big, we, we go to some pretty big events. Um, I mean, we're talking four, five, six hundred people at times on some of the larger events. And, you know, it's a, it's a venue where you can understand that people in relationships, all relationships, this topic is talked about by each individual couple, at least by 90% of them. Mm-hmm. 70% pretty much act on it maybe once. And 30 or 40% of people, I want to be a part of it all the time. So it's just a key. And these parties make that key work that lock a little bit better because you do meet a lot of people. Right. And it's all up to you. And you, I know you have found the same thing. You're dancing, you bump into people, you're laughing, things start happening, and, and then all of a sudden you're talking in a, in a booth somewhere or out in the hallway, and you never right. make it back in the party. Nope. Not necessarily for sex, but you're having such a great conversation that it carries over into hallways and later into rooms and tomorrow at breakfast. And, you, you know, it's something that it's not really familiar with anything else you've done in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, not at anything. Any kind of event, not circuses, not concerts, not anything. <laughs> this is something where every time you go, it's different. It's the same, but it's different. Right. Right. Yeah. There, every event is a different dynamic because you've got different people and everybody's in a different mood. And so, yeah, it, it's it's always changing. And everybody's very friendly. <laughs> you go to other events and you can sit next to a person and not talk to them. But here you're, you're always searchy. talking. Yeah, you're always talking. So it's a very fun, friendly event. Even if nothing comes from it, it's a lot of fun. I think one of the greatest dynamics of the parties is nobody's there and says anything bad about you. It's all uh-huh. good. You're beautiful. Oh, you dance so well. Man, you're looking <laughs> handsome tonight. Right. Great tie. What a hat. It, there's no negative to it. You walk out of there not only with a smile on your face for the girl that was the big boobs that said, love your haircut, but just the pure. You're talking about a time in, in this day and time where everything that you go through during that six or seven hours mm-hmm. is positive and friendly and fun. Oh, yeah. And there are people of every size, shape, everything, color, tall, short. I mean... And everybody accepts everybody. It's very right. open feeling. Yeah, there's very little judgment. We've noticed that everybody is very open-minded and very friendly. And and yeah. it's, you know, not everybody's your taste or everybody else's taste. Right. But there's somebody for everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a great ease, which is really funny because that took us a while to figure that out. Because we succumb to the stereotype that 
the whole, you know, throw your keys in a bowl and you walk in and someone's, it's just a free for all and you're just going to fake news. Yeah. It's fake news. (laughs) Yeah. So we went went in totally terrified that we were just going to be, you know, jumped dragged off by our hair you were terrified i was really hopeful <laughs> yeah. we have a different outlook on what yeah. throwing your keys in a bowl has all to do as long as we didn't get your key where we were you know you know what i'm saying Ed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it's 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 quite the opposite people are very very respectful friendly kind open accepting and it's it's very easy to just relax and be yeah. The new people are very nervous and so they're very, you know, kind and shy. And the experienced people are like, come on in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to that, you're right. This is probably one of the only places that new people have pure adulation by the people that are already there. Right. It's like, come on in. This is going to be fun. Relax. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Sit down. Yeah. We, Let's tell you all about it. We recently went on a lifestyle cruise, and we were sitting in the smoking section because we smoke, and this other couple was sitting there, and we said, Don't hi, how me. are you doing? We said, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Where are you guys from? And started up this conversation which was totally normal for us. And after the conversation, they said, you know, this is our first lifestyle cruise. And we want to thank you so much for talking to us because other cruises, people would never talk to us. Other vanilla cruises. And I said, really? She goes, yeah, you know, everybody's in their own little either couple or Mm -hmm. family unit. They don't want to spend their vacation with someone else. They're there for that family. But on a lifestyle cruise... You're on on vacation with all these people, and it just, it's so much fun. And we had a fun time with this couple (laughs) that was really not anything that anyone that we would hang out with. Well, wait a minute. Which one? (laughs) Several couples. But But are you Roberto or? Oh, Roberto. (laughs) (laughs) Roberto. I had many dreams about Roberto. I wasn't thinking about him, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you are, though. And uh, now I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's... it's it's a weird. It's it's weird when you're on the vanilla cruise. You, you don't want to be too friendly because you don't want other people to think you're flirting or being too friendly. Which is bizarre, mm-hmm. socially. It's weird. You don't feel like you don't want them to to feel like you're intruding in on their space. Yet on a swinger cruise, you're like, you don't really care. You you're you're friendly. You want them to know you're friendly. As we say, the more the merrier. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just There's, don't kill me. That's right. <laughs> There's no such thing as too big an orgy or. Too many people having a good time. Okay, stop it. You're just going to cause trouble out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's my middle name. Ed Orgy? Ed Ed Orgy. Ed Trouble. Ed Trouble Orgy. Is that hyphenated? (laughs) (laughs) It's my maiden name. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Maiden Voyage? 
Mm. Um. That was our maiden voyage, actually. <laughs> that cruise that you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Can't wait. You know, one of the greatest things, Just, to, I just want to touch on this, since we've been kind of around it, I've made some of the best friends in my life here um, that I could trust, that I um, that I know that they're there. Far beyond anything in the vanilla life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of of the interaction with honesty and, and openness because kind of hard not to be open and all this stuff. Right. right. So out of everything, I think my fortune and her fortune has been the friends that we've actually, we may not sleep with them, um, but we live with them and will the rest of our lives. And it's been just a fortunate experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Same with us. Uh, we've had some great friendships come out of this i know i'm so lucky and so fortunate that that's finally starting to to happen six years in now what were you going to ask ed oh well uh so lifestyle cruises parties how have you seen the the lifestyle kind of grow i mean you've seen some changes and I mean, heck, we've got full takeovers of cruise lines now. I know. Um, you know, so we went from the back pages of newspapers yep. with Polaroids to it's I mean, it's so people cruises and yeah. Up to they have hotels now. and 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 luxury islands dedicated to the mm-hmm. desires, for example, mm-hmm. are dedicated to this lifestyle, uh, yeah. to the freedom of not just sexuality but of humanality. Um, it's, it's a place to feel free. And I think those places are growing. It's almost a, a raw emotion of acceptance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like people in the lifestyle accept everybody. I've really noticed that in this time of whatever this time this country's in, the lifestyle people are very accepting. You never see fights and people are drinking and carrying on, but you never see fights. You never see rudeness. Mm-hmm. Um, if people overstep, you know, it's a quick, Hey, don't do that. And it's respectful. Mm-hmm. Right. And an apology followed shortly and an after. Apology, yes. Yeah. Quickly. Yes. Yeah. Cause you want to continue being in this lifestyle. So if you've overstepped something, you want to apologize and say, hey, I'm sorry, I had no idea, and let's move on. But it's right. it's a very open community. Well, Phoebe, you were saying something earlier about new people. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that's really important to pass on to them, is there are rules. Mm-hmm. They're, they're written, but they're, they're unspoken. They really don't need to be spoken if you're just not trying to get pussy or dick you're, you're you're being a real person there are unspoken rules even though they're written down and i think that's kind of up to us to make sure that people understand them so they get on the right path and don't have people talking about them be, because they're being rude they don't know they're being rude right. so there is an influx look how much it's grown just in the six years you've been involved oh yeah, yeah. so imagine what i've seen I mean, mm-hmm. uh, mostly when I started in this, most of the people were between 
30 and 45. Mm-hmm. That dynamic is upside down now. Oh, yeah. It's all over the map. Now. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm 60. Over 60. <laughs> You're over 60. Stop. <laughs> Think of all the wisdom that you have, though. Yeah, wisdom and pains and aches and yeah. wishing I was 30 again. And as long as it, that's why this is important. What you two are doing here is that it will cut out some of the middleman of, of education. And, and that's kind of why we got started in this whole thing was it was awkward starting without some of this information. And, and it was hard to find information. You'd Google it, but it just wouldn't come up. So depending on how the information was distributed, it it, it was really difficult to find. Right. So what we're, we're trying to really do is give people some training wheels to be able to get riding, get on the road, head in the right path, and, you know, not go through a whole lot of the speed bumps and wrong turns that we went on as we started. Right. And have as many good experiences as they can. Right. Yeah. To, to cut out those bad experiences right. or to at least minimize them. Right. I mean, everybody's going to have those nights where you go, wow. <laughs> that I kind of drifted the off want. there for a second. Everything you said reminded me of a symbian. <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Riding it, saddle up. I'm oh. just, mm. yeah. We tried one of those recently. <laughs> I did. I swear it. It. I stand by the fact that it, it was a cheap version of the Sibian. Or it was you broken. You say it wasn't. You just say it wasn't the right attachment. But I think, it was, <laughs> I think it was missing some of the pieces. So for those who are listening, the Sibian has two pieces. There's a vibration and there's a twirly two, thing. Two yes. components, yeah. And this particular Sibian didn't have the, the twirly twirl. thing. Oh, the twirly thing's very important. See, so here we have expert <laughs> testimony. The twirly thing is very important. But yeah. she's not talking about the Sibian. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, it's that twirly thing. We've heard countless tales of the twirly thing. So I finally get on the whatever. China version of the Sibian, and it did absolutely nothing for It me. was just not all that you were and anticipating. And I was afraid of it for years and passed that sucker up five times, and I finally get on it with an audience. Wah, wah, and I'm wah. like, damn, nope. I missed out. Oh, it was, Nothing. I enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Phoebe and the, the next woman who got on it. That was that was very exciting. Now it's a challenge. Now I need to try the pro version. Y- yes. The PBR. <laughs> That's right. But I am going to try the the bouncing dildo, the trampoline dildo I, thing. I don't think you're in the right weight class for that. Ooh, that what? Our, I've never seen that. Our, well, the, the way that it was described to us was... It was designed for someone who is a, a little bit heavier than it's you. It's like a 12-inch dick. And so Ed thinks that the, the, we saw the trampoline straps, and they're pretty firm. And he thinks you have to really bounce on it. I can bounce. You, oh, oh, I know you can bounce, honey. <laughs> I, I have never questioned your ability to bounce. It's, I don't think it's a weight. I 
think it's just you need force. You need leg muscles, and you, she's you, got you leg gotta, muscles. You gotta land on it. <laughs> Wham! I'm just. I, hey, I am more than willing to watch you take a whack at it and see what happens. <laughs> I'm more than willing to watch anything. That's right. I will line up. I will pay that ticket. Well, I don't know about pay, but um, I'm willing to watch anything pretty much. As long as it doesn't involve electricity, I'm good. That's right. right. Oh. We have those, too. That's a thing. You tried that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Crazy. You cray-cray. I heard people will do that electricity thing, and they'll hold hands, and they'll experience this electricity thing all in like I don't know about hands I, you just I run enjoy electricity yourself. through something else <laughs> that sounds life altering that sounds like a le- <laughs> that sounds so- something like Legos to me <laughs> snap it all together <laughs> alright so it is different this is all fun and like fabulous and everybody that's all on board and couples that have great commun- communication but Ginger touched on, like, the drama side, you know. So at SU, we want to provide, you know, what is that ugly side? What is, what does something look like when it goes wrong? Well, it's usually (laughs) in the heat of the moment, and there's a comment made, like, Honey, how come you never do what he's doing? Oh, no. It's not about... How do I put this? It's disrespect. It's disrespect. And it's not about getting a better sexual experience, really. You should have the best sexual experience with your partner. This is just another sexual experience. So if you're looking for a better sexual experience than your partner then maybe you need another partner right part of the experience is with your partner right yeah right yeah but that kind of we we both kind of looked at each other like oh Oh. shit that wasn't a very good comment for her to say (laughs) and then it kind of spiraled from there you know everything kind of stopped and People went to other rooms. And, yeah. Oh, no. It got real yeah. uncomfortable. See, but now but that's, two... not, that's not the first one we've seen. No. Um, no. It, it usually has to do with people not really needing to be with each other in the first place. Mm. Not in that place because they're not capable of handling it. Because right. um, right. my take on that is, ooh, what did he do that made it so good I want to learn that so that I can do it too. Yeah. Right. Not, you know, how dare he actually give you an orgasm. Right. So to me, that says that there's an insecurity, there's a condescension going on. Yeah, some anger towards their other partner. I would never say that to Ed. In fact, we've had experience where I had an amazing oral experience, and this guy just. Did it? Oh, the twirly thing. It was the <laughs> thing. Applesauce. And Ed's observing it, and Ed's like, "Oh my god!" And he's enjoying that, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then later, Ed's like, "What did he do?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm I want, to de- I want it. detailed it's, notes. It's this flat <laughs> tongue type of 
Oh, I'm trying. And so Ed's, Ed's. In I'm the, bringing a video camera Ed's next time, and I'm getting like, down in is there. It like this, and I'm like, yeah, kind of to the left, <laughs> kind of to the right, slower, faster, more flat, more pointy. <laughs> so it was fun because we experienced it together with different partners, and then. And we observed it, and then we got to come home and try to recreate that. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, and it was exciting. It was kind of reliving the moment and then trying to get it right. But and see, it wasn't it was... a jealousy thing no. on Ed's oh. part. He was like, okay, he is pleasing my woman, and i got to figure this out. Yes. I think this is where you the know? Surgeon General warning needs to come in. <laughs> and that is, if you are not comfortable with who you're with, and you're trying it's just like having a baby to fix a relationship oh, oh don't yeah. do it yeah, yeah. That doesn't okay yeah. this is not for someone who thinks that allowing this in their life is going to fix problems they have right fix your problems before you become a part of the problem right and right. that happens this is what we see most of the time is people are not prepared for what they're going to see Mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. and experience you you feel and see these things and experience them normally with your partner right okay. it's a completely different thing when you're watching your partner experiencing it without you oh yeah, yeah. and i think it's one of the first things that ginger and i spoke about when we talked about if we were going to walk into this was you need to understand that you have to put your intimate feelings aside as far as relationship because um, a lot of people get in relationships because of sex. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to add sex into your relationship with others, you have to prepared, be prepared to understand that emotion so that it doesn't rock the boat of your relation. Yeah. So there's your your Surgeon General's warning just for that. I can (laughs) tell you for sure that be prepared if you've never done it before, whether you are the person or you're introducing someone to it, it, the first time is like a special time. Mm -hmm. It's very special. It's no different than having sex the first time. Sure. You're you're going to share something with somebody live and in color that you've never done before. And it's an enlightening experience, but it can also be frightening. Yeah. Well, we've described it before as any relationship that you're putting it under extra pressure. And those pressures will expose weaknesses that you have in your relationship. You know, you're you're exposing it to outside experiences, to you know, s- sexual variety, and if you have any insecurities or any kinds of you know reservations, con- reservations about what's going on in your own relationship or insecurities in your own person, it's going to come out mm-hmm. in those situations. Mm-hmm. May not be a good thing either. Right. You, you're either going to triumph over it or it's going to really right. hurt. So if I had to say anything, I would tell you to be honest about what you're moving into with your partner mm-hmm. and understand that you're doing it together, not alone. 
And if you're not going to do that, don't do it. Yeah, and we know this couple that the woman says, well, it's more for him. It's more. It's 90% for him, 10% for me. Wow. And I say to that, well, why are you doing it? 10% yeah. isn't. She, she says, well, maybe I'm not enough for him. You see, just those little Ooh. things that oh, she's yeah. telling me, yeah. I know they're in trouble. Yeah. I would never play with them. Never Ditto. even Ditto, touch it. Ditto, just because I don't want to contribute to any kind of conflict that already exists. Exactly. I don't want to be an additive of their demise. or point to divide, to, to divide them. Yeah. I don't want to be the cause to tip that scale one way or the other. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll weigh on you. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Any more advice? That was some good advice. Ginger, you got some? I just want people to know that if you are thinking it, you've got to explore it. Nothing goes away. If you can't explore it with who you're with, and you at least need to be able to talk to them about it. It's not going away. Um, I think people take their relationships for granted. And this is a good way, not going out and screwing everybody else, but this is a good way to find yourself strength within a relationship. Mm-hmm. Sex is probably one of the most intimate, well, it is the most intimate part of your relationship with your partner. Mm-hmm. And being able to explore it, whether it's in your own home with each other mm-hmm. or at parties or just on the fly. God, just having somebody to talk to about it makes everything a lot easier. Oh, yeah. And you'd be amazed at the trust that's built upon it that works throughout your daily life. Mm-hmm. So don't leave out things that you need to talk about. Find a good way to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That was very well-rounded relationship advice. <laughs> I like that. I try. <laughs> I think it's a it's a great opportunity if you have that relationship to be able to experience a lot about yourself as well. When Ed and I met, I didn't have sex with the lights on. So, oh my God, so much has changed. <laughs> now I'm masturbating in front of people. Holy crap. Oh my, my God. God. What are we doing after on? the show? With, a group, with, with an audience. <laughs> in, a, in front of a lot of people. A playroom. Well, and so, I know like, for me, it was accepting that, again, this acceptance that this lifestyle has that my body's not that bad. I mean, I am... 60 ish and I have stretch marks and I have rolls here and there, you know, and I always wanted to hide my body. Probably that's why you had, you did only had sex with the lights off. Now it's like I'm walking around naked and it's okay. And, and Gino is the one that has changed that for me. He loves my body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much he loves my body. And I love him for loving that. And it's wonderful. (laughs) And it makes you more comfortable with your body. Absolutely. Even though, you know, I have those days too where I'm so fat. Right. Of course you're going to have those days. But on the whole, I am much more acceptance of my body. Yeah. 
because of you, honey. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> I know. Our men are wonderful. They are. Love you too. <sighs> All right, Ed, anything else you want to add? What have you learned? Oh, God, so much stuff. Uh, I, I think the thing that I've really learned is to be able to open up and have these conversations and uh, to be able to explore those conversations with with you, with my partner. And, uh, you know, be open to the possibility that things can happen. Mm-hmm. Have it. Mm-hmm. Well, think of what we're doing here. We're actually having a swap meet right here, four of us talking intimately about intimate things, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be possible for you probably 10 years ago, for Hell you no. 12 years ago, me for 40 years ago. <laughs> um, but it, it does grow on you, and it pushes out into your people, your your circle. Right. And this is not an uncommon thing. We're doing a little thing with uh, Ed and Phoebe today, but... In our real life, this is what we do. We mm-hmm. talk not all the time. Come on, don't look at me like that, Ed. But <laughs> we we have a calm, we have a very calm, and 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 it's kind of a funny relationship where we can talk about things, and you kind of look around going, "I wonder what the rest of the world is doing." Well, absolutely. We all were on a houseboat, you know, mm-hmm. for too short a time—three days, four days—and it wasn't all swinger lifestyle conversations. I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about everything that weekend, long weekend, mm-hmm. but it was okay to talk about sex and what was going on. And there were some great conversations that we all had. And it was so nice to be able to just have those conversations. And it wasn't awkward and it wasn't contrived naked in the hot tub naked in the hot tub i seem to recall an incident up on a tabletop on the top Mm -hmm. deck the twirly thing the twirly thing with uh, (laughs) the gino and ginger and an audience no you're imagining things you were seeing you were seeing fireflies oh it must have been must have been fireflies yeah i seem to remember Ginger enjoying herself on a table, but well, nobody else was. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I know it was very comfortable. Three days, it was it really was. comfortable. We could talk about anything, we could do anything, or we didn't have to do anything. But it was a group of friends that you know, all of a sudden, the women were cooking topless. Oh yeah! Oh dinner. my God! You guys have and, no idea what life is like until you have a kitchen full of topless women. The guys are just women. sitting at the dinner table watching us cook topless. Uh, you know, it was hot. We were fabulous. sweaty. We took our shirts off. You think and... you were hot and sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> there was some heat there for sure. <laughs> Boy, it wasn't tacos I was thinking about. That <laughs> yeah, was tacos I was thinking about. <laughs> oh, God. Pink tacos, but. <laughs> And we digress. Oh, my goodness. Good right, times. Ed. Good times. Well, we are so honored to have such warm, wonderful, and entertaining friends as Gino and Ginger. Thank you so much for sharing 
with us and this community. We think it's very valuable. So, this is Ed. And this is Phoebe. This is Ginger. This is Gino. Saying thanks for listening and learning about the naked facts of swinging in Northern California. Be careful out there. Before you and turn off our podcast and be safe. take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away, please reach out and give us a review. I know mashing a star is so much easier, but a review is so much better for sharing your love of what we're doing with others. We would appreciate it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, please contact us at swingeruniversity at gmail.com or on Twitter at SwingerUPodcast. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.